Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by Bethel Express of America. All right, here we go. Uh, do you all get the feeling that that we enjoy this? Um, I certainly do. And I can tell you from this side of this whole experience, um, uh, Julia and Andrew, the hero, small age, went um they enjoy it too, but I really have fun. It for me, in a lot of ways, it's an escape. Um, it's probably therapeutic if I, if if I look at it for from 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 that angle. It's probably therapeutic for me too to just talk about those days because they were good days. You know, we had crazy times, but they were just good days. And in the words of Olivia, I'm still alive to talk about it. So, but anyway, we're going to come, this is going to be very interesting. And once again, it's unrehearsed. This one is barely, barely discussed. So, um, and um, one thing that I enjoy about, about the hero with all of this is that when we were doing the, um, the doing the, the, um, the jazz broadcast that I still do um, called Jazz with the Cause um, on rspirit.online, we, um, uh, we talked a lot about being organic. We talked about a lot about just hey, this, hey, hey. If we cough, if we sneeze, if we whatever, it's, it's on tape, and here we are, here we be. So, um, so we're gonna get a little bit more of that anyway, and definitely this one because we this is barely discussed at all, like not even conceptually. So here she is, the finest of the finest. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Julia? Peace. Here we go. Hi. So I first like to start off saying, Michael, that you never try to escape ministry. Ooh, come on now. I like the way that sounds. You don't escape ministry. You take time apart, just like Jesus had to do, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the wilderness to reach fire, recharge, but mm-hmm. you do not escape ministry. That is so very true. Like, you know, because you're a wordsmith. And so I'm giving it back to you. Come on now. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. A, a, a lot of times, you know, we, we come with titles in ministry. And one of the most um, pronounced ones upon you mm-hmm. has been Pastor, Pastor Michael. Mm-hmm. And so can you, I'm going to fire some names off to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you tell me what influence or impact that they've made in your life? I'm going to try to begin with, you know, uh, that helped propel you in ministry in right. terms of pastoring as well as the music right. because you, you, I think you've mentored a lot of people in music and mm-hmm. sort of like a pastor to them and as well as how you've impacted people in the um, sports world. Yeah. So I'm going to give this name out to you. Uh, Steve Fry. Wow. Steve Fry. He was probably the first um, a celebrity that I, I met and got to know in the Christian music world um, his, his stuff was his music was more um, in the form of uh, audio theatrics. Uh, he was a very good musician, keyboard, you know, piano piano player. But his recordings were literally like theat dramas to music from start to finish. And um, he was the first one that I met. And he, uh, the thing that that was important about Steve Fry in in my life personally was. I learned that it was really okay to be spiritual and to be at the top of your game with your music or your or your or your craft, if you will. And I learned a lot. I observed him many times, just watching him up close to see how he talked to people, um, how he would stop at the middle. I mean, he just would stop. 
and just give you his undivided attention. Uh, if he felt like he, if he felt like he did something wrong and said something wrong, and I had that habit from him too, that he would stop and go back and try to find that person and apologize or clarify. Um, people just meant a lot to him, and that's really what it's about. You know, I've often said ministry is not if it's about you. And I definitely picked up on that from him. Yeah, I just picked up from you. A lot of times we we say his craft. I don't think ministry is really a craft. I think it's defined by your anointing, yeah. by your calling, by your gifting. So mm-hmm. I, 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 so that's just me, you know, because I got that from you. Yes, and you did a good job of so. getting it. Yeah, the only reason I use the word craft is because it's still something that you fit. A craft is something that you develop because of something that's innate in you. And that's why I call it a craft. In terms of how it's used, it's definitely a gift and an anointing. So his, yeah. And I forgot to tell you, Michael's middle name is Merriam Webster because he <laughs> understands a whole bunch of words. And I'm like, what? Okay. And you can rattle off so good. So I guess that's Sometimes she that's can't so cool. tell when I'm mad at her. <laughs> when I use words like that, she, I just don't like the way you said it, honey. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so this one, Gary Grogan. Oh, I owe Gary everything in terms of outreach because Gary is the one he he didn't even know me. He had heard about me. I wasn't even I was not in the Christian music industry. In fact, I met Steve before I was in the Christian music industry as well. But Gary had heard about me all the way in Chicago and invited me to come. And all the signs, wonders, and miracles I experienced being around him are to this day amazing. But he was the first one to to put me out on the streets. Um, in a in a in a in an organized manner to do outreach and from do and it's called Chicago Out- Outreach, which we first did in nineteen eighty. I first did in nineteen eighty five, and so much in to this very day, but started in my life was propelled from Gary believing in me and taking a chance. And at the time, he was the um, the the state director of the Seventies of God for Youth. And a um, pastor. And, a, and of course, a pastor. In Urbana. Yeah, now he's in Urbana. Yeah. Love you, bro. Yeah. Okay, so the next person I would think of who I, I know impacted our my life and our life together, uh, Bob Crosby. And I'm going to add this part to it because- <clears throat> I know what you're going to say. Pam, right? Uh-huh. You get I knew, me. I knew, yeah. You got me. You yeah. know me. I knew she was going to say that. Mind y'all, we've not talked about this. I guess it, we're right there, right? Yeah, you know. there. Yeah. But say what you wanted to say about Bam anyway. No, say. I just think a lot of times we think of the men, but they were probably the first uh, view I've had of a, a husband and wife team. Yes. If if you look on my first album sleeve, okay, back then artists couldn't wait to, to put all that stuff in their album sleeve or on their cassette or even on their CD. No, nobody can do any of that. But just the same... I think I said I would say I would like to thank uh, Pastor Bob and Pam Crosby for feeding me, believing in me, and Pauling. And I put in quotations Pauling. He was like the Apostle Paul to me, and I was like Timothy. Although he's same age as I, uh, yeah, we're same age, but you know he had been saved way before I ever got saved. You know, I mean he had already been out of Bible college Southeastern when I got saved. But um, yeah, we 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 talk about a debt of gratitude. There's no question about it. Pastor Bob handled a whole, and Pam, they handled a whole lot of stuff on my behalf and on our behalf um, to help us get to where, where God was taking us. Um, of course, he's the one that introduced me to Dan Hickling, who was 
a regional rep for the uh, for Word Records, which at the time was the premier Christian music um, record company. And I met Dan Hickling, and then things just began to grow from there. But um, Pastor Bob made it his business to get me opportunities to open up for big groups that would come to Rochester, you know, like DeGarmo and Key, Jesse Dixon, um, uh, Mylon Lefevre, Mylon Lefevre, um, all of those groups. He 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 set that up, so I was getting exposure even before I was in the Christian music industry. We owe a major debt of gratitude to them. Right, and I I mentioned Pam. Pamela, because they were our example as youth pastors that we were submitted under. Yes, yeah. And so what did you take from their relationship and their um, uh, example that has been a part of what we do? The importance of making sure that every person that's under your, under the influence of your leadership um, um, gets, a, gets an opportunity to be with you on a personal level, A and B, for them to know that they can talk to you at any given time and that you'll be available to them. Um, he used to do a thing called the Coke date, uh, not cocaine date, Coke, as in Coca-Cola, Coke dates. And to this very day, that's what I do. Well, I'm a little bit, a few wrongs on the ladder higher now. We don't take them up for Coke. We take them up for Coke and ribs or Coke and, you know, Applebee's or whatever, TGI Fridays. But, but the same concept of taking kids out and taking people out and spending time with people that are under the influence of your uh, your charge and leadership. And it's all about people. Once again, if it's about you, then it's not ministry. And so we learned that very well. Uh, and they were the best at it. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know who else does it quite like how they did it. And mind you, that was in the 80s. But um, we, we, we definitely owe them a whole lot. Yeah, he also uh, served as a mentor to a lot of pastors here in the Rochester yeah, area definitely. at the timing. And uh, we had the good pleasure and uh, to have their daughter yep. as our... Christy. Christy, yeah, as she, our flower girl. She was our flower girl. And, yep. and the amazing thing about that is that she just married at 32, 31 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. And has now had her first child and mm-hmm. doing well, but she... She just lived a pure life, and that's yeah. what they've always taught their children to do. So, and can you just share a little bit about um, Christy and how you didn't like kids? Oh my goodness! And now you shepherd and pastor. Children. Yeah, I, I, I never did. I never did. Uh, I, I never did like children when I was a kid and growing up, and even in my adult years, going away to college, you're not ever around kid children. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm at church and I'm, you know, helping out with youth group as a youth leader and everything and college career pastor and their children in the church. And I'm like, why are these little people around? Like, I don't like children. And and just one day um, I was there and Pam and Christy was really little at that time. And Pam had to do something real quick. And she she put Christy in my hands and just walked away. And I've been I've been hooked ever since. I like children now. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that moment. And and she put her head on my shoulder and just was laying it there. And then she lifted up her head and looked at me, smiled, and just went back to sleep and put her head back on my shoulder. And I was just so precious, and I was hooked after that. And then, she, of course, she was a flower girl in our wedding. Yes. Okay, so this next person I'm going to 
throw to you is Mike Gurton. <laughs> Mike Gurton. Mike, you're my man. Um, I know I know you're you're listening to this. Um Mike Gurton, the thing that I learned, I, I learned three key things from him. But the biggest one that I learned from from being around Mike Gurton was to make things the, the things of God interesting, engaging, and intriguing. There was a joke back in those days from different people that they say that he missed his calling because he was so good at theatrics when it came to the to teaching children, let alone anybody, adults as well, um, different uh, accounts and depictions of things in the, in the Bible. He would act them out, and he was just so good, so engaging. I mean, I was just I I, I was I was just so fascinated, and and for me today to this very day. I, every time I get in front of people, I make sure that, and I, I, even as much as last night, I, I spoke at a at a pastor's prayer meeting. Um, well, not a, I was one of the pastors at this prayer meeting, a big you know day of national day of prayer, um, where you get people engaged from the beginning. You don't just jump right in and do what you're going to do. You know, you develop a relationship with the people, and um, I, I learned from him to know your know your audience, you know, or know your flock. And um, Mike was just so good. And so to this day, I'm like I am in terms of teaching the word of God to kids or anybody for that matter. I take on a bit of an, a bit of a, as, as they would call it, an edutainment edge for people to, to connect. Mike is my man. Yeah. Well, I also combined him with, you know, there, there was a series of pastors at Bethel Full Gospel Church, now mm. Bethel Christian Fellowship. So I look at Shelly Carl and I look at Don Bolt because mm. they are were amazing pastors. And and uh, you've learned what, what have you learned from them as you now work with the children of Bethel Express? Shelly Carl, she was the children's pastor. Now she's a missionary to, to Japan. Has been for over thirty years, well over thirty years. Did a did a powerful job and is continuing continuing to do so. But the thing that I learned from from Shelley was that, um, you know, they say there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. That was what she was like. She was like, these kids are going to understand the things of God because I'm going to treat them like the children that they are, but make sure that they learn what they should learn so that they are not um, struggling when they grow older, when they become teenagers or when, when they become adults. And I'm like that to this very day as well. And sometimes you don't realize what you're learning until you look back. Like right now, I'm looking back. I'm like, yeah, I got that from Shelly. You know, um, Don Bolt, who was also a children's pastor, who before he was a children's pastor, was the executive director of the Rochester Teen Challenge. And he believed in me back then also. And mind you, none of this, all of this is before I I ever got a record contract. Um, And I learned with Don Bolt. And he he is, he is. He is the wisest man of God that I know. And it's not so much that he has a wealth of wisdom, which he really does. It's not as if the wells don't run deep, and they do. It's his ability to articulate it, his ability to teach it. There's a saying that if what you're saying is not being understood, then you're not saying anything at all. You know, <laughs> that's good, isn't it? Yeah. That a preach right there. That was all communicated. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clearly understood. Yeah. Well, he he he. he uh, I, I heard that phrase somewhere, but 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 he is 
the um the he is the manifestation of that. No doubt about it. He he's oh he's the personification of that phrase. If what you're saying is not being understood, then you're not saying anything at all. I did learn a phrase from him, and I did that, and I I learned that before I ever was in the kind of ministry that I do to this very day. He said, if your presentation of the gospel cannot be understood by a child, then you don't know how to present the gospel. And that has stayed with me to this very day. And so, yes, yes, I am a wordsmith. Yes, I would talk about Greek and Hebrew, but I do that with children too. But I make sure that they can understand it. And and I learned that from him. Oh, mind you, y'all, remember, I was the guy that did not like children. Let's go a little bit deeper with that before we go any further. I did not even like to do ministry with children. We were spoken over prophetically in 1989 that we were going to minister to children. And I'm like, this brother has been on point up until now, <laughs> you know. But who knew that in 1999, 10 years later, God pressed the button. Yeah. Um, so we've got a few minutes left. So I'm going to throw uh, Hector Arce and Jack Lacatella. Hector Arce, is, for those of you who don't know, um, was the pastor on staff at Bethel. And he helped. He did our premarital counseling, and Hector, Hector, he was the assistant pastor to Pastor Ron back in those days, and he just had a way about him when he would just laugh, but he would laugh, and then he would say something, and then he would laugh, and you would say, "Oh wait, wait, I'm laughing," but he just dropped the bomb on me. Why am I laughing? You know, <laughs> but he would, he would, he he was like Pastor Don Bow, but he would just put the drop these nuggets. You know, in my spirit, and 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 I live, and I I even live out great dynamics of our marriage from the things that I learned from him. You know, uh, Jack Legatella, Jack uh, is where I probably got some of that boldness in the streets to do what we do. Like Jack was a guy about the streets, and all these people are still alive too, by the way. And Jack would be like, hey. We're just going to do what God wants us to do, and we're just and we're we're, we're going to do what we think God is leading us to do. And if we're wrong, He'll He'll correct us. And if we're right, we're going to have great anointing. And that's what he, what He would always say. Okay, and now I'm going to go to someone who I uh, think that you count on your all time list as an incredible pastor here in the city, and that would be Gary Ham. Um, he's just a special man. He's an incredible man. Um, he 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 is everything. Like he, you know, how you say you want to go up and be like your dad. You know, he he's that he's like that to me. He's like that to me. Like you know, he 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 would be my 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 idol, my role model. He would be. He's all of those things. If I were a little boy, here I am, a man. And I've only known him like 12 years, but that's what he means to me. He's, he's, he's the most special man that I know. He knows it. He knows, hey, I mean, I tell him all the time, but I, I don't know if he even realizes it. And I know it's hard for him to take it from me sometimes, but that's how I feel about him. But yeah, he's every he's everything I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> you know how people say that when I grow up, I want to be like you. When I grow up, I want to be like him. Hopefully, I'm. Hopefully, I do it one day. Yeah, and I, I, I appreciate that you see that man and that that's how you desire to be. Uh, yeah. he, is, he is a pastor to pastors, and yeah. that's what I appreciate appreciate about 
him so much. And I see the effect. I see the little boy, Mike, when he is in his presence, you know, and uh, I kind of tag along too. And I'm in my 60s. You know, and uh, yeah, he's an amazing man. Yeah, he is. And so uh, one of the things I want to say is that we've, on Michael's behalf, that we have had been in the presence of great men that are pastors that have influenced us too, that have been in support of us. When you think of where you got saved and how, mm-hmm. how Gary Pfeiffer has poured into you, how the pastors or other pastors uh, on staff at Bethel, yeah. uh, the pastors at Golden Heights, yes, and how you've seen that these experiences were good and, and just uh, uh, propelling you and being an advocate for you as you minister mm-hmm. the way you do. Uh, and I, I, what I see is that y- like you desire to uh, make your heavenly father so proud of you. I think yeah. that's in with you, with our earthly men that have poured into, oh, definitely. into that's you. Good. That's good. And so uh, I appreciate the pastors, any pastor that we've known that have been oh, in your there life. Are many. There's, there's always something. I mean, if I did the full list, there's always something you could have to say Pastor about it. Mary Edlin. Uh, yeah. General. I'm going to start crying again, so just keep going. I know, going, you got me going. crying. So, but um, we're thankful for all those churches that these yeah. men and women of God are from. And so um, with that, we're going to get some tissue <laughs> so we can dry up yeah. and de-snot. But uh, we want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Open Mic. Make sure you subscribe, follow, or whatever you need to do to stay current and on our podcast. And with that, we want to just say God bless you. We love you. And God be with you till we, or till you hear us again. Thank you.